sky, I shudder. Your glory is a blanket that covers every living thing. I'm in awe of the majesty of who you Like there's not enough praise inside of me. With all these words, all my heart can see is holy. Yes, you are holy. Christ, you bled your love, laid down yourself, you gave me life. In naked shame, you hung and you were lifted high. So here I lay in awe and wonder. Well, I am afraid. No one's ever sacrificed and loved me this way. So on my face I fall under your heavy grace. And here I lay in awe and wonder. Oh, oh, I wonder. There's not enough praise inside of me. With all these words, all my heart can see is holy. Yes, you are holy. And Jesus. Christ, you bled your love, laid down yourself, you gave me life. In naked shame, you hung and you were lifted high. So here I lay in awe and wonder. Well, I am afraid for no one's ever sacrificed and loved me this way so on my face I fall under your heavy grace and here I lay in awe and wonder 
Jesus Christ. You bled your love, laid down yourself. You gave me life. In naked shame, you hung and you were lifted high. So here I lay in awe and wonder. Well, I am afraid for no sacrificed and loved me this way so on my face I fall under your heavy grace and here I lay stop we can do either way all right who said that
don't have to prove yourself you're already mine and you don't have to hide your heart i already love you and i hold it in mind so that you can rest easy so that you can rest easy won't you rest easy have like a concert now up in here. <laughs> All right, now it's my turn to sing. <laughs> have y'all ever seen that play as it's going down the street? Who here has seen it going while it's going down the street? Man, when that thing's going down the street, when they're, when they're walking down the street, it's powerful. You got people stopping in their cars, taking videos, people running across parking lots, all kinds of stuff, man. It's wild. I'd never seen it before today out in the public. I'd just seen it here. But today I got to witness it firsthand. But, man, that's powerful. That's, uh, that's, that's a very powerful thing, people to actually put their eyes on it in real life like that. It kind of strikes a nerve to a lot of people. And we can pray maybe if some of them people that seen that play this morning, maybe they didn't have no plans to go to church this morning. But after they seen that play, maybe they did. Maybe those plans got changed and somebody said, hey, you know what, we need to go to church. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. But when you get to see stuff like that, man, you know, and you get to see people come in that you ain't never seen before, man, you know we're working. You know he's working in here. And he's moving in here. Like me and Brother Joe talking a while ago, where two or more gathered, there he'll be. Amen. <clears throat> man that's just a that was a very powerful thing like I said I'd never seen it out in the public before and seeing it out in the public like that it carries a lot of weight which kind of brings us to our message of overcoming your situations there's nobody you're going to be able to overcome it with better than with Jesus Christ we all have our struggles in life. But it's very important to stay in prayer 
about these things. Sometimes overcoming something can be a very difficult thing. Whether it's finding a job, losing weight, drinking, smoking, dipping. Brother Garrett's the only Jesus I ever seen that dipped. But overcoming something that is a vice to you, and 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 here's something too: what may be a vice to you may not be a vice to somebody else. Some people have a vice with gambling. I work too hard for my money; I ain't throwing it away. Some people have a vice with drinking. When I drank, I could drink or stop. didn't matter. Some people have a, a vice with drugs. I never did really, <clears throat> I never really did get into drugs. I smoked a little pot, and the only thing it really ever done for me was put me to sleep. So I knew right off the bat that wasn't my thing. But, what was my thing was fighting. Now, y'all can all see me and tell that I ain't the biggest old boy in the world. But my problem was I wasn't scared. I was never afraid. That was my vice. I just wasn't afraid. It didn't matter how small or how big they were. I'd jump on them. I didn't care. I was like that little. I, 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 have have y'all ever seen a badger? Who's seen a badger here in, in their life? That was me. He's a little bitty feller. He's just about that tall. But he'll beat up a bear. He'll take a bear out. Well, that was me. That's how I was. And the thing about me was, is I loved it. I loved the adrenaline I got off of it. I didn't like I didn't so much do it for the attention, but I loved the adrenaline rush that I got off of doing that. Like uh, uh, it's, it's an adrenaline rush, like what well, a, a guy explained to me one time, it's like a skydiver when he or, or somebody that jumps off a mountain and does that. He said that's the type of adrenaline rush cuz he told me, "Man, you're an adrenaline junkie." You're an adrenaline junkie. You do it because you like the adrenaline that you get when you when it's all going on. And my adrenaline would pump so hard that I would shake. I would literally shake and couldn't talk. And just that's how hard my adrenaline would pump. But that was my vice. That was my thing to overcome. And you can ask her, I wasn't, I was not afraid, just was not scared. Never entered my mind of that guy could have killed me. Never entered my mind. Just like that guy that jumps off out of the airplane, that ball could kill you. The guy that jumps off the side of the mountain, that ball is going to kill you one day. Just like that little badger, 
that jumps on that bear one day, that bear's going to kill him. But he don't care. He does it because he's mean. I did it because I wanted the adrenaline rush off of it. But there is one thing for sure about our vices and our overcoming our situations is that we have to stay in prayer. If you don't stay in prayer, then God will see you, but he won't hear you. But if you'll pray, God will listen. God will listen to you if you'll pray. And he'll help you. That's who helped me. Ask her who I was four years ago. It wasn't this guy, that's for sure. Four years ago, if you popped off to me, I popped you in the mouth. That's just the way it was. And I didn't say nothing before I did it either. I just did it. I wasn't one of them. What'd you say? Uh-uh. Nope. That wasn't happening. Nope. Now, if somebody pops off to me, turn around and walk the other way. I don't try that to jump up there and do that thing anymore. It's like James don't try to run down there and buy him something to drink. We all got that vice that we fight, and we got to fight it every day. And if you don't think that, <coughs> if you don't think that that, uh, that old rascal is going to jump up there and do something about it, oh yeah, he's going to give you every opportunity in the world to do it. Have I ever told y'all the boot story? I did tell them the boot story. Did I? You want to talk about something that the devil worked on me. Whoo, he worked on me good. And it took everything I had <laughs> not to do something about that. But although we pray, We have to do something about it. We can pray and pray and pray for a job. But if you're just sitting on the couch, if you just sit on the couch and wait for the phone to ring, chances are that's not going to happen. If you're... If you're looking for a job, what do you do? First off, you pray about it. Pray for guidance. You pray for for the job that you're seeking. You pray for to have a good boss, an understanding boss to let you off on Sunday. You pray for the job that you want. Because the Bible says if you'll pray for it, he'll give it to you. 
if you pray for it, he'll give it to you. But he's not going to hand it to you. You can't sit on the couch watching TV and every now and then get up and go in there and get on the computer and type in job search and you're okay, I'll apply for that one. See? And then go back in there and finish watching Dr. Phil. Eating Cheetos. Don't work that way. God can work for you. He, God will work for you if you will work for him. But you got to work for him too. It's not a one-way street. It is a two-way street. He's not just going to, while you sitting there watching Dr. Phil, fling something through the window and hit you in the head with it. It ain't going to happen that way. Just like, <clears throat> just like I work on my vices every day, we all got to work on all of our vices every day. Some people have more than one. And if you'll let it, that vice will take hold of your life again. But only if you let it. You got to get control of it. And you got to keep control of it. Yeah, I, I read a story today about a man. He's a young preacher, didn't have no money. His car was making all kinds of noises, and he was driving around, and all he had left on him was 50 bucks. That's all he had. But the 50 bucks was for his tithing that day. Or that Sunday, that was that fifty dollars was for his tithe. Well, he kept driving that car because he didn't have no other way to go. <clears throat> well, the car wound up catching on fire on the side of the road. So he's standing there on the side of the road with his half burned up car, thinking, "What, gosh." I give you my tithe money. I did my part. Why, why have you left me like this? Why, what, what happened? So after he gets the car towed over to the mechanic shop and they, they go to working on it and everything, he runs in there to tell the guy, whoa, 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 whoa man, don't work on my car. I ain't got no money. I don't have any money to pay you. The guy says, didn't you read the fine print on your insurance policy? Your insurance covers anything under fire 100%. Hmm. Seems that God had him the whole time. But God wanted to see where he was going to move with that $50 in his hand. Was he going to put it in there like he was supposed to? Or was he going to do what he wanted to do? Hmm. That, 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 that kind of gets in your pocket, doesn't it? You carry that around with you a day or two, thinking about that. But we must, must, must stay in prayer. 
about things. Let's look at Psalm 28, 14. God's people there say amen. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, 27. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at 28 here on my in my Bible. All right, now y'all y'all there now. Yeah. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And see, because, because he waited, and he'd done what he was supposed to do, and he waited on God, God worked for him. God done what he said he was going to do. God took care of him just like he said he would. God will take care of you too and he will overcome, help you overcome whatever it is that you need to overcome. Everybody, everybody's got something they need to overcome. I know I still got stuff I got to overcome. One of my biggest things I've already overcome thanks to the Lord. But we still got things we got to overcome. In everyday life, we got things that we have to overcome. Maybe it's road rage. Maybe you drive a lot, Mr. Tommy. You drive a lot. I know you run into some crazy folks. Brother Carl, you ride your motorcycle everywhere, man. I know you got folks pull out in front of you. I don't ride mine near as much as you ride yours, and I got them pull out in front of me all the time. Like they didn't even see you. That make you mad when that happens? Yeah. <laughs> Normally, Tommy. Brother Tommy, watch for bikes, brother. <clears throat> we all got a bike. We all got a spot that we're trying to correct. And we're trying to keep straight. I mean, some people might just be telling little white lies. It don't mean nothing. It might just be one of the one of the good old things, leaning up on the back of the truck, just telling stories. And that's exactly what most of them are—stories. Somebody done made up. You know, God doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to God whether it's a great big old lie or just a little bitty white lie. It's still a lie. Some people need to work on that. Speaking of lying, man, I got a guy at work. Dang. This kid right here needs some Jesus bad. I could try to catch him in the bathroom, but I ain't, I ain't caught him yet. <clears throat> I catch him, though. Though you didn't know what that meant, the other ones will explain it to you. <laughs> but we, 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 
have to stay in prayer. I, as, as as somebody that and I don't don't get me wrong, I tell people ask me, so are are, are you a preacher? So well, I've been called that. Well, you a pastor? Well, I've been called that too. I've also been called a bathroom evangelist. What I am, what I tell them what I am, is a messenger. I'm a messenger for God. That's what I am. You can paste whatever title you want to on me. I don't care. Because whatever you call me, I promise you I've been called a lot worse. And probably still called a lot worse behind my back. That's okay. As long as they're talking about me, they're leaving y'all alone. Right? I'll take that. Be more than glad to take that. But praying is one of the most important things that we can do. But like I said earlier, you can't sit around and say, well, brother, did you find your job yet? Well, brother, did you get that car fixed yet? Well, brother, did you get this problem taken care of yet? Well, brother, did you do this? Or, sister, have you had that problem? Take care of that problem? Well, man, I've been praying about it. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you're praying about it. But what are you doing about it? Well, I'm, I'm I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I, I understand that you're waiting on God. But did you ever stop to think that God might be waiting on you? God might be waiting on you to make a move because he, he can't make a move unless you make a move because he might make the wrong one. And God ain't going to bless that. But God can't make a move God couldn't fix that car until it burned up for him. Then he could fix the car. But until then, until he made his move, he couldn't do nothing. He had to wait. And sometimes waiting on God, waiting on God is always a good thing. Always wait on God. Don't let me tell you, don't, don't, don't get it mixed up and, they say, oh, man, Brother Dan told me not to wait on God. No, wait on God. Wait on God. But don't use God as your excuse not to get something done. Don't use God as, oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to find a job, brother. I just can't find a job because, you know, God ain't gave me one yet. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here, brother, just watching this idiot box. Oh, hey, here's Dr. Field. Waiting for the phone to ring. Well, brother, where you been? Where, where you been? Where, where all have you gone? Hey, man, I got on the computer. What you mean you got on the computer? I got on the computer. Man, they got a help wanted sign hanging on the fence right down here. Ain't you a welder? Ain't you a machinist? Ain't you a mechanic? They got they're looking for people right down the road, man. I think they just need some warm bodies. Go down there. 
You see him the next Sunday or the next Wednesday, whatever. Hey, brothers, you go down there for that? No, man, I ain't go down there. That's not waiting on God. That's just being lazy. And God don't like lazy. Amen? All right. God will give you a way to overcome your situation if you ask him. But it's not going to come flying through the window while you're sitting on the couch. Or maybe it will. Maybe you need Jim Adler. The tough, smart lawyer. Now listen to this part right here real good because a lot of people don't catch this part. He will get all the money coming to you. Let me say that again. He will get all the money coming to you. That means you ain't going to get none. <laughs> See, that's what you're going to get when you sit around waiting on something else to happen because that man's making stuff happening and he tells you right up front he is going to get all the money coming to you. Why? Because he's doing something. That's why. You ain't doing something. You sitting there waiting on somebody else to do it for you. God don't like that. God likes for you to get out there and get something done. Man, look at Noah. How about Noah? Man, who likes Noah? I like Noah. I like the story of Noah. Everything about Noah. Why don't you know people look at Noah like he was one, man, you one crazy fool, boy. Crazy man. Be on some big old boat. Ain't, can't even fish off of it. Carl ain't going to be on no boat you can't fish off of. Oh, you call? No. Carl one time told me he don't go fishing. He goes catching. <laughs> he obviously ain't been catching with my wife. Because my wife, she really do go catching. Man, we went out on that boat one time. And Lord, Lord, Lord. I couldn't catch no. I, I had a fish right beside her. And I'm pretty sure her hook was stealing my bait. I don't know how she's doing it, but she's doing it somehow because she was just, I mean, just. I'm standing over there. And then all of a sudden, whack, she's wailing it in. I reel mine up. I would have no bait. She got a fish. I don't know how she trained that hook to do that, man, but she did. And she ain't giving me no secrets either, and I'm her husband, so. That's all right, though. Oh, you prayed. That's all right, though. As long as I got her, I know I won't starve. <laughs> Noah, get back on my story. Y'all see, I got ADD, man. I get sidetracked real easy. Noah, man, was a. 
He was the only man at the time that God found in favor. Now, does it say Noah was a perfect man? Nope, doesn't say that. It just it says that God found favor in Noah. And in Genesis, you don't have to turn there, <coughs> but in Genesis <coughs> six fourteen, God told Noah to build a giant boat out of gopher wood. Now, Noah prayed. Noah always prayed. Noah done what he was supposed to do. And then when God come back and told him, all right, Noah, I need you to build this big old boat. Where would we be at right now if Noah would have been going, well, brother, let me go see if I can find somebody around up at wood for me. Let me go see if I can find somebody to help me build this boat. It's a big boat. I can't do this by myself. Where would we be right now? We'd be mermaids. If there is a such a thing. I don't think there is. I think it's a mythical thing. But all joking aside, Noah got up and he did something. Even though he had to do it by himself. Him and his boys had to do it by themselves. They did it. When God calls on you to do something, you can't make an excuse. You can't use him as an excuse. As I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. You'll be surprised how many times I've heard that out of someone And the Bible says to pray and wait on God. That's what it says. The Bible also says that God feeds the birds. Now that bird just don't stand there on that limb with his beak open, pointed up to the sky, waiting for God to drop a worm in it. Doesn't say that, does it? No, he says it says that God will provide for those birds. But those birds have to go down and they gotta swoop down and they gotta get the seeds and the and the bugs and the and and all that off the ground. God will feed them. But they got to go get it. God will feed you, but you got to go get it. God will put it in your hand, but you got to use it. God will put it right there for you to grab it, but you got to get it. God puts it right here for you to get it. All you got to do is pick it up. What if somebody else would have said, no, man, I'm not going to do that. I mean, you know what? I'm, 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 I mean, I, I don't speak in, in big, large terminology. That means terms. 
Try to get James on it. I don't use big 50-cent words. Why? Because I'm not an educated person. I don't have a high school diploma, even though I finished high school, but I don't have a high school diploma. I didn't quit school. <coughs> I went all the way through. But I did give up on tests. And that's what kept me from getting that high school diploma. But there's one person that didn't give up. Even though he should have. Even though he, not that he should have, but even though he could have. At any given time. He could have gave up. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He could have gave up at any time he wanted to. Any time. Jesus overcame the grave. Jesus helped people overcome blindness, leprosy. He helped the crippled walk. He helped the mute speak. He helped people when they didn't deserve to be helped. Just like us. Just like us. We don't deserve to be helped. But he helped us anyway, didn't he? He overcome that. So he could help us do it. Did he want to? Did he? Didn't he, didn't he get down on his knees? And cry to the Father, please take this cup from me. So ask yourself that question again. Did he want to? No, I don't think he did. Because he knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. He knew how it was going to happen. He'd already had visions in his head what was going to go on that day. And we've all seen the video. We've all watched The Passion of the Christ. And I'll be honest with you. If it don't jerk the tear loose, maybe you need to watch it again. But I really and truly don't think, I really and truly don't think it gave it, it, it gives Jesus all of the glory that he had to go through all that for us. But what if he would have said no? What if he would have said, no, man, I'm not going to go through that. What if he would have said to, to the Father, no, even though the Father said, no, I'm not taking the cup from you, you got to do it. What if he would have said, no? He could have said, no. 
It even says that in our Bible. He could have had 10,000 angels come down and take care of it for him. Well, where would that put us today? Lost, exactly. Lost and beaten. But because he wasn't sitting on the couch waiting for something to happen, he went and he done it. We get to go see him. We get to see his face, face to face. Now that's something to be proud of. That is something to shout about. That's something to celebrate. That's something to say, amen. Yes, I get to go see him. I'm going to come through those gates and hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. As we pray to God, as we pray to God every day, to raise us up, to keep us raised up, He has already raised us up. Amen. Amen. And he helped those people back then. He helped those people 2,000 years ago. Over 2,000 years ago, he helped those people. He's still helping people today. He's still going to help you if you'll ask. And if you'll walk with him, you'll be with him. But he can't help you if you're just going to sit on the couch. You got to get up and you got to do something. Why? Because he got up and he did something. That's why. And that's the only reason why you need. That's the only need that that's the only reason you need to get up and do something because he did something. Amen. All right. God loves you. God loves me. God loves y'all. God loves Pastor Mark. God, he, God, God loves everybody, the good and the bad, the believer and the non-believer. And Jesus died on that cross for both too. And there's only one way there. That's through him. Amen. All right. <coughs> That's going to close us out this evening. Y'all get something out of that? Man, y'all quiet. Maybe I should go back to being a little bit more funny in here. 
This one was kind of serious. Thank y'all for coming out this evening. Y'all have a good, safe drive home. Brother John, you want to come close us out in prayer, sir?